0: evil old house, the kind some people call haunted, is like an undiscovered country waiting to be explored. Hill House had stood for 90 years and might stand for 90 more. Silence lay steadily against the wood and stone of Hill House, and whatever walked there walked alone.
1: to The Haunting, released in 1963, and you're listening to Classic Movie Reviews at www.classicmoviereviews.net. And I'm Matt Johnson, and I'm recording from Seattle.
2: And I'm Bob Johnson. I'm here in Los Angeles, and we want to welcome you back to Classic Movie Reviews on what I believe is our 60th uh, Classic Movie Review episode. We keep rolling along. Uh, this week we're looking at the movie, or talking about the movie The Haunting from 1953, a favorite movie of mine with a lot of scary, kind of freaking you out, uh, science fiction and horror uh, parts, but nothing really violent or graphic or visual.
1: There's a couple good jump scares. I would say some of it's visual. Like, well, with that's a, true. Yeah, the door that's like bulging in, and it's you wonder if it's what's on the other. You wonder what's on the other side,
2: or when his wife returns from being lost inside the uh,
1: mansion. Oh yeah, that was the first
2: appears, That's good. I wanted to give just a little bit of background for the movie. It was directed by Robert Weiss, who's one of my favorite directors. He's done every kind of movie you can think of. The Day the Earth Stood Still from 1951, Executive Suite from 1954, Tribute to a Bad Man, a Western, 1956, and then one of the all-time hits, 1965's Sound of Music. He was a very talented, successful, and uh, well-regarded director.
1: Sometimes we talk about doing a, a month of movies from the same director, and I say we should do a Robert Wise month.
2: I would agree with that. One of the movies that doesn't get a lot of credit or, or, or uh, talk is the 1954 Executive Suite, which is kind of a drama set in the executive boardrooms of a large corporation after the death of its chairman. But The Haunting, very, very well done. It, it did okay in the box office. It wasn't a big hit. It was released in uh, 1963 by Metro Golden mayer actually made in the United Kingdom and a bit of trivia the uh, lead uh richard johnson no no relation uh had a very long and successful career and was married for a time to kim novak who our listeners will remember from vertigo
1: yeah interesting uh well and julie harris uh had a long career as well as claire bloom uh well, but,
2: definitely yeah
1: but russ tamblin sort of got typecast from his role in west side story And never really uh, made it as a really huge actor after that movie. And uh, this was a movie that came out after West Side Story. And I think, you know, Robert Wise liked him and wanted to have him in one of his movies again.
2: Everyone in the movie was was well-suited. We want to stay within our time constraints. How would you like to go about it? Our favorite parts, parts that we didn't like as well, comparisons to The Innocents?
1: Well, I definitely want to compare it to The Innocents, uh, and I thought maybe we could just go through the plot real quickly. Uh, It opens up with this montage with a voiceover of descriptions of this old house. Scandal,
0: murder, insanity, suicide. The history of Hill House was ideal. It had everything I wanted. It was built 90-odd, very odd, years ago by a man named Hugh Crane, as a home for his wife and daughter in the most remote part of New England he could find. It was an evil house from the beginning, a house that was born bad. Crane's young wife died seconds before she was to set eyes on the house. She was killed when for no apparent reason. The horses bolted, crashing her carriage against a big tree.
1: Uh, but I, one of the things I noticed about that montage was that a- after every death, there would be like this this dead body there, and then something would like drop in the scene, like a bracelet or a shoe or a, a hand. And I thought that was a neat little touch. That you know, it was sort of like. This big, big accident would happen, and then sort of in the aftermath, there was this just this little touch of of motion that would occur. That
2: was very well done. Yes, I noticed that as well.
1: Uh, One of the things that I didn't quite get, or maybe didn't like, is is maybe too strong, but the narration and and sort of some of um, of those scenes in the montage at the beginning seemed a little bit... Like the director or the writer, kind of winking at the audience, like, "Oh, we're going to be telling you a haunted house story." Here's the background of it, isn't you know? It, it just maybe because there's been so many haunted house movies coming after this, that to me it just seemed a little bit uh, tongue in cheek to me. It didn't quite build up the atm- atmosphere that that I think maybe they were trying to build up. That's one. I, I
2: didn't I didn't pick up on that, but I, I remember that I think just before this movie was made, Vincent Price was in another similar movie where he invited a bunch of guests to this house that was supposedly haunted. I think that was made in uh, 1959 or 60.
1: Yeah, The House on Haunting Hill. I think that's what it's called. And they had that gag where they had a skeleton that would fly through the audience during that movie.
2: Yes, that's the one. So maybe he was kind of uh, poking fun at that and the whole genre of horror movies. I don't know. He didn't make uh, Robert Weiss didn't make a lot of these. So.
1: Well, didn't Robert Weiss make a movie in almost every genre? We talked about that uh, in yes, the past. Yes, he
2: did. Yes, he did.
1: To me, he he reminds me a little bit of uh, Ridley Scott in that respect. I remember mentioning that before. Um, and the whole thing with Eleanor and how Eleanor lived it with her sister, and but they were so mean to her. And the little girl, I guess would be her uh, niece, was making that uh, little jest about.
0: You've just got to let me have the car. There's no other way of getting there, and I'm expected. Calm down, Eleanor. I've even bought some new clothes. Oh, please, bud. Carrie drives the car all the time, and I never even take it out of the garage. Mother. Mother what? Nothing.
3: Quiet, Dora. But let's just talk this whole thing over without anybody getting emotional or nervous. Why shouldn't I be nervous? My first chance for a vacation in all my life and you won't let me take it. There's a very good reason Mother was afraid for you to go anywhere and it still applies.
1: We're not going to dig up the family skeleton again, are we? That whole thing was like so uh, terrible for Eleanor, I thought.
2: she, yeah, She was really a troubled soul. Um... But the characters in this are really interesting. The uh, other woman, the Claire Booms character, is supposedly representing a lesbian, a gay woman. And when I saw this movie originally, I, I, I didn't give that a thought at all.
1: I totally picked up on that in the in that scene where she's like, "Come lay with me in bed and snuggle," and I was like, "Wow, she's really hitting on Eleanor."
2: <laughs> I, I guess when I saw this so many decades ago, I wasn't my sensibilities to that were rather muted.
1: Yeah, so so Eleanor is played by Julie Harris, and she's sort of this troubled soul, like you said. And she had to live with her mom for, like, over a decade taking care of her. And I guess her mom was just kind of awful to her and and treated her really badly. Uh, And then Claire Bloom plays sort of this clairvoyant uh, person who Richard Johnson had learned about because Richard Johnson plays Dr. Markway. And Dr. Markway wants to investigate this haunted house. And the whole setup to me felt like one of those uh, uh, reality TV shows where they go out and they investigate haunted, you know, hospitals oh, and haunted uh, prisons and things. And it was like a forerunner to that, it, it felt like to me.
2: Although this one had a lot more deaths in it to begin with. Yeah. And those television cable shows.
1: <laughs> True. And then as Richard Johnson is talking about wanting to investigate this house with the owner of the house, uh the owner of the house feels like that, she, Oh, I'm oh, sorry, I,
2: I stepped on your line. I think that was Faye Compton that was the owner. And Luke and uh, Russ Tamlin was Luke Sanderson? Yes. That's he right. He was a right. kind of ne'er do well playboy type.
1: Card shark.
2: Card shark, yes.
1: So the setup is there's this haunted house, and nobody lives there right now except for the caretakers, Mrs. Uh, Dudley and Mr. Dudley, who were super creepy people, too. But they don't actually live in the house. They live down the road because nobody lives in the house, and people are afraid to come to the house, especially at, at night in the dark. I leave
3: before the dark comes, so there won't be anyone around if you need help. No one can hear you if you scream in the night. Isn't that so, Mrs. Dudley? No one lives any nearer than town. No one will come any nearer than that in the night, in the dark.
2: And before too long, we find out why.
1: Yeah, and and, uh, Dr. Markway wants to have Julie Harris, who's Eleanor, and uh, Claire Bloom, who's Theodora, and Russ is tagging along for the heck of it. Because uh, Eleanor had a supernatural incident happen to her when she was younger, and Theodora is supposedly psychic, so she, he wants to get them into the haunted house to see what happens.
2: And a lot goes on, and a lot of it is in in the viewer's mind and listening to it.
1: So, so one of the, a lot of the comments on IMDb were saying that did the whole thing happen in Eleanor's head, or was this house really haunted? And as I was watching it, I I have to say that I think it's a combination of both. Like, I think the house is haunted, and Eleanor was going crazy during the movie.
2: (laughs) I would agree with that, yeah. And and it's hard sometimes to, to, to when the line is crossed into madness in Eleanor.
1: Yeah. But Julie and, I mean, sorry, Eleanor and Theodora both experience those supernatural events. Like, we're not seeing it only from... Eleanor's perspective it's it's sort of like this uh, third person omniscient perspective that we get in the movie and also Luke and Dr. Markway experience it as well in that room when the door is like creaking in and it like pulsing yes. and so
2: there's some very creepy scenes in it that's one another one is that pounding sound intensely increasing and
3: My name. I'll have to go out there. No! No! It hasn't hurt me. Why should it hurt her? She might try to do something about it. Is it over, Theo? Is it? No. I'm so cold. It's going to start everything all over again.
1: was so Uh, scary like to me like that would be one of the scariest things like this idea that there's something outside the door pounding and and like turning the doorknob slightly and you don't know what it is that would be so scary
2: robert weiss was good at that kind of thing uh in the day the earth stood still there's a lot of subtle things that the uh, viewer picks up on as they watch the movie
1: well and also in uh the Andromeda strain.
2: Oh right, another one of his movies. Oh my. <laughs> yes, I'd forgotten. How could I forget that we reviewed that?
1: Yeah. Yep. So some other some other things that I liked about So the other scary uh scene uh we're we're giving it all away here. I'm assuming that people have seen this movie is when Eleanor climbs to the top of that rickety uh spiral staircase and Dr. Markway follows her up. And Eleanor is like, fallen in love with Dr. Markway. Uh, and I don't, th- I, I got to say, I think Dr. Markway is kind of an idiot to not see that that was going to happen. <laughs> but, I know, yes. <laughs> but Mrs. Markway has been, uh, has shown mm-hmm. up to the house, and uh, she's a total skeptic about all this haunted house stuff. And she decides she's going to sleep in the, sort of the heart of the haunted house, which is this, uh, this uh, nursery.
0: I was afraid this would be your attitude. Well, I'm not leaving here until you've got sense enough to leave with me. I hope no one minds if I join the ghost hunt.
3: All right, I'll put your things in my room.
0: I'll be very disappointed if I don't see a ghost, John. Hadn't you better put me in a ghastly dungeon or the mysterious secret
3: chamber? There are no dungeons, no secret chambers in Hill House. In fact, nothing romantic at all. It's a deadly, serious place. Not even a treasure
0: buried in the cellar? There's the nursery.
1: Eleanor.
0: Thank you, my dear. The nursery
1: it is. But, of course, bad, bad things happen, and and Mrs. Markway disappears, and they go on a search for her, and at the same time they're going on a search for her. Eleanor is having all these uh, visions, and it's like the house is talking to her, and she decides that she's going to climb this spiral staircase, which is a complete uh, death trap. And she It is. It
2: would... It would never be uh, passing any kind of occupational safety and health <laughs> no. administration code.
1: No, you couldn't not get at all. me on
2: that for a lot of money.
1: But Dr. Markway says that, or, or thinks that he can save her. Uh, it's almost like Eleanor's possessed by the, the ghost of that one woman that hung herself from the spiral yes. staircase at the beginning.
2: I thought the same thing, yeah.
1: So they both get to the top, and then as they're preparing to go back down. This trap door opens at the top of the staircase, and Mrs. Markway pops out, and I just about crapped my pants. And I can imagine that is
2: really a jump scare, isn't it? I can imagine it, in the
1: theater, people would have been screaming, and popcorn would have been flying everywhere.
2: I saw that in Boulder, and uh, that's exactly. Well, I don't know. I don't know about the popcorn, but boy, there was a lot of screaming going on when that when that scene came on, it, it, and I was the loudest of the screamers. <laughs>
1: Uh, there's a funny interaction earlier in the movie between Eleanor and Theodora where Ellen, uh, Theodora says, Nobody knows even why some houses are called haunted.
3: What would you call this place? Panorama? Uh,
2: that
1: was a funny line.
2: So we uh, we move on forward. Do you want to pick up the plot again? And
1: Yeah, so after uh, after they all get into the house, uh, the kind of Dr. Markway explains why they're there.
3: Exactly. What do you expect to happen, Dr. Markway?
1: Yes,
3: what is the matter with Hill House? What's going to happen? Why are we here? Well, like so many other people through the ages, I've been intrigued by the supernatural, or rather the possibility of the supernatural. I'm here in hopes of proving its existence. You're here to keep track of what happens and take notes for an authenticated record. Okay, but why us? It's no accident. You're what's left of a select company chosen with great care. I combed the records of psychic societies, the back numbers of newspapers, the reports of parapsychologists... in the hope of finding people who've been touched in some way by the supernatural. It's my belief that the very presence of people like yourselves in this house... will help to stimulate the strange forces at work here. Charming thought to be used as live bait. I'm here because I'm a wolf in ghost clothing. Well, I'm not really running a psychic beauty contest. You're here, Theo because of your remarkable powers of extrasensory perception. OESP, huh? I don't believe in him. Oh, Theo's a champ. Her name shines in the annals of Duke University's psychic lab, where she identified 19 out of 20 cards held up out of sight and hearing. But I've never had anything to do with the supernatural. Yes, you have, Eleanor. Your poltergeist experience. Oh, what's a, a, a poltergeist? A playful ghost, isn't that right now? I wouldn't know. according to the records of the International Psychic Society, showers of stones fell on your house for three days when you were ten years old. That's ridiculous. It was witnessed by your family, the neighbors, sightseers, and the police. In fact, it's the only case ever officially recorded by the police. It never happened. Perhaps not, if you say so. I only mention it because that's the reason why I wanted you in here.
1: Eleanor is having a lot of troubles with, you know, deciding whether she should stay or not because she's feeling guilty that she's left her sister, even though her sister's awful to her. Uh, but at the same time, she's kind of running away from this past life that she's had. And Theodora is just sort of like, okay, cool, haunted house, all right, you know, <laughs> I'm in for it. And yeah. and Luke Luke Sanderson is just sort of like. Well, as long as uh, nothing gets damaged and I can still sell this place at the end of this experiment, that's great. And that's really kind of key to the end. There's a, there's a line that uh, Luke Sanderson has at the end when he says that... It ought to be burned down and the ground sowed with salt.
2: I thought the ending, I don't know if we want to go into all the detail of that, but the ending of the movie or the last act of the movie was really another uh surprise to me.
1: How yeah, it ended. I think you know there's a lot that happens in the middle, there's some there's some great lines in the movie where uh I think a lot of the good lines come from Theodora. I think Theodora has the line where she says, "This place would be ideal for the zombies annual ball." <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then Clever I started woman. I started wondering when the word zombie was first used in movies, but I think it goes back to quite a ways zombies well, have were, been around for a long time
2: yeah there were movies in the 30s i i remember with the word zombie or the character of the zombie in it val luton did a number of movies that involved zombies
1: there's another line um i forget who says this one but it's about an hour in it's the line is it's like the doorway to a tomb and i think they're talking about the door to the nursery at that point and there's there's like these different spots within the house where they get these really cold drafts. And there's one scene where Luke Sanderson is standing in this cold area and he blows his breath out and his breath comes out all frosty. And I thought that was a pretty cool special effect.
2: The uh, I found a, a comment or a quote. Uh, Director Wise uh, had worked on Curse of the Cat People with Val Luton.
1: Oh, yeah. And,
2: and, and Wise took Luton's theory of horror... The heart when he said that when, when Luton would say people were more afraid of the unknown than things they could see and so that's what Weiss did with this movie
1: yeah I think all good horror movies don't show you the ending like uh there was a movie called Insidious that came out and it was really yes. super scary up until the last like 15 minutes when they showed you all the behind the scenes of what this creepy monster was and then it was just kind of ridiculous um, but i think all good horror is all about the atmosphere and creating that atmosphere and that's what i loved so much about the innocence is that it was all like 100% atmosphere and uh this one did a good job of that as well uh that it, but i just you know like i mentioned at the beginning i thought it was a little bit hokey at the at the very f- front of the movie
2: i think we got hooked on the innocence with Deborah Carr walking around that completely dark Castle building with her candle.
1: Yeah. Remember
2: those scenes? And I mean you never knew what was going to happen next. Another <clears throat> another movie from nineteen eighty that's got some of the same flavor to it is The Changeling with never, George D. Scott. I've never that's seen that. A one. Very good movie. It uh supposedly takes place at the University of Washington and near the campus of the University of Washington. So you see some of the Seattle scenes, and then a lot of it was filmed in Canada, but it has it has some of the same aspects, and it's in color, and it works.
1: Uh, so we get to the end of the movie, and Eleanor is convinced that this ghost, or or the house, or something, is 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 trying to get her, and is trying to kill her, and she wants to escape. So she gets in her car, and she starts driving down this. Really windy sort of dirt road that leads out of the estate to the main gate, and it it appears as if the the car is under the control of some supernatural force, and it's sort of driving itself, and then at the very last second we see this flash of something run through the screen, and then uh, Eleanor crashes into a tree sort of at full speed, and that was another good scary jump scare when or scene when that woman runs through the scene right before the car crash.
2: The good doctor's wife again. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And so, uh, Dr. Markway and Theodora and Luke all run down looking to see what happened. And they find out that Eleanor is dead. And, uh, the, the doctor's wife is there and she looks completely, completely wacko, like totally different than she did at the, the first time that we saw her in the film. The, uh,
2: the house had succeeded in having Eleanor stay with it through that death.
1: Yeah, yeah, The house got what it wanted.
2: I came away from that movie that night when I went to see it, thinking, "Oh my gosh, the house has possessed another, another person."
1: Yeah. So, 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 yeah. What would you, what would you give this for a rating?
2: I, uh, you know, we've seen a lot of good movies. I was thinking, I, I gave the movie a nine out of ten. And uh, I probably was at 10 out of 10. And then I I really liked your comment about the comparison of the movie to The Innocents. And that moved me back. And uh, for the life of me, I didn't uh, think of what we had rated The Innocents. But I believe we gave it a 10 out of 10. But this is is an excellent movie. I would recommend it. Um, I saw a photograph in my research of the uh, place where they filmed it. It's called, It's uh, at the time it was called Eddington Hall. And it was used for the exteriors of the Haunted Hill House. And man, does it look, the place looks haunted. I wouldn't go there in the daylight on a Sunday afternoon.
1: It's just like in The Innocence, that, that old run-down mansion that they, that they go to. In a, oh, I know. Sort of in the daylight it looks okay, but then as it gets dark, it's...
2: Uh, there must be some connection, because in The Changeling... Uh, George C. Scott moves into a very old kind of a large ramshackle mansion near the University of Washington so i i've concluded that i have no interest in ever buying or staying in anything that's that creepy looking who knows what might happen
1: i like that i bought my house uh, new and <laughs>
2: <laughs> what what was your rating on the well
1: phone? i went with an 8 um I just didn't get into it as much as I did uh, with The Innocence, which completely sucked me in. I, I still think about that movie to this day. Uh, I thought it was a, a well-made haunted house movie, but uh, just not quite at that level of a, of a 9 or a 10 for me. Uh, th- this movie was remade in 1999 uh, under the same name, The Haunting, with uh, uh, Liam Neeson playing Dr. Markway, and uh, it's got a lot of one-star... <laughs> One star reviews, but I uh, I ordered it to watch on Netflix uh, DVD, and I'm gonna I'll I'll report back next week to see just how terrible it is and how it compares to this one.
2: (laughs) I I uh, read about it. I have not seen it, and after reading about it, I decided, well, I don't think I'm going to watch that one. Yeah. So
1: yeah, so next week we're going to talk about the Omen. (laughs) Oh boy. boy.
2: (laughs) That was the uh, that was the uh, largest grossing film that Gregory Peck uh, made. I guess that was surprising to me because I would have thought it was the Guns of Navarone. But
1: oh, it's it's going to be awesome! Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna have a good time with that one. All right, all right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. This is Matt Johnson coming to you from Seattle,
2: and this is Bob Johnson in Los Angeles, wishing everyone great movie watching.
0: Has stood for 90 years and might stand for 90 more. Within, walls continue upright, bricks meet, floors are firm, and doors are sensibly shut. Silence lies steadily against the wood and stone of Hill House, and we who walk here walk alone.